Good day, and welcome to the Sports Bar Debates Podcast. My name is Kyle Hewson, and I'm joined by a guy who's making a return as a guest on his favorite podcast. How's it going, Adam? Pretty good. This is my uh, favorite and only podcast I listen to. Not not a big podcaster, but uh, at least it's a good one. Excited to have you back. We'll get to our main debate topic, most iconic celebrations. But first, we need a bit of a warm-up to stretch the brains. Are you ready? I am ready. We usually take a optimistic tone on this podcast but today our intro is going to be least favorite team the teams we hate the most uh i have one in in two different sports uh do you want to do you want to kick us off though sure i can i have uh in three different sports and i have like five teams i don't have to mention them all because this does have to go (laughs) you know what actually it's funny because i mentioned that but i'm i like as i've gotten older like when i was a kid i would obviously like hate on teams just to hate on teams as i've gotten older i can appreciate a team like even if i don't like them or their arrival if they're very good i can appreciate them like for example i as a leaf fan i i don't really hate the boston bruins like i hate them but i but at the same time yeah i kind of respect it and to be honest i hate the leafs more for losing to, to them so many times like boston did what they had to do they play a tough game they have a winning culture like and I've always, also, I've always loved those, like, those villain teams that everyone hates. But, like, if you were a fan of that team, you'd love it, right? So that's Boston. So, anyways, but, so I'm a, I'm also a Caps fan. So definitely hate the Pens. Um, but still, still, like, appreciate Crosby. Um, still respect everything they've done. Like, they, they've been an amazing team in the last 15 years. Um, but I, I can't like them. So definitely don't like the Pens. Um, in soccer, I really hate. It's funny because I'm a Chelsea fan, so there's always like the London uh rivalries. But I feel I hate Spurs and City the most because I actually put this in my notes. I put in brackets rats. I just find them to be such like they're they could be good teams, but then like when they lose, they act like such babies. Like there's been like the battle of the bridge with Spurs. There, I mean, there's been many like fighting games with Spurs. Um, even with City, I remember the season where Conte won the league in 1617 when um i don't know if you remember specifics but like city was up one nothing and then chelsea came back to win 3-1 with like willie and hazard and costa scoring and like aguero like did a diving tackle on david louise and i just like i just remember watching those games and be like i hate these guys like they're good but then they really act like like babies when they lose um so i've really not liked them and then as a giants fan i really don't like the eagles like there's never been a time where i'm like I, I, I like the like watching these guys. They're just their fans suck. They're annoying. When they won the when they won the Super Bowl, it was hilarious, but it was also like so eye rolling to watch Nick Foles win and the way he did and like so yeah, don't like them. Um So I'll so. I'll start with football. I hate the New England Patriots. <laughs> uh this is because I have friends who are Patriots fans and with their multiple Super Bowl championships. Just makes them easy to dislike. Also, because they beat the Seahawks on that controversial last yeah. play call uh, in in twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen Super Bowl, I guess it was. Uh, so so for that reason, I hate the Patriots just because they win all the time. You can respect it a little bit because of how successful they've been, but I still hate them. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens—that's just a historic thing. Being a Leaf fan, like you said, we don't really have to dive into to why, but yeah. it's the historic rivalry. And then for me with soccer. 
I'm in the same boat, and this might be controversial, but I don't absolutely detest Liverpool. Being a United fan, I should because of the historic rivalry. Mm-hmm. I respect that they have a history of winning. And for that reason, my least favorite team is Manchester City. Yeah. Because they do not have a history of winning. Yeah. They were trash. They got bought by a Middle Eastern like aristocrat. And he put all this money into the league, into the team, and all of a sudden they start winning in their team. And like I literally don't know an actual Manchester City fan in Canada. Other than people who have only been watching... Like, since 2012. Yes. Like, and like that's even that's a stretch. I don't think I've ever met a diehard Man City fan in my yeah. life, because yeah. they don't, at least in Canada, exist. Yeah. I mean, I, I also had I had Liverpool on my li- list as well, a little bit. It's, it's funny, because I actually don't hate Manchester United um, that much, because I have respect for their history, and, like... And also, I mean, in recent years, because of, like... Because we suck. It's, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of died out a little bit, it, which is funny because similar to Montreal, like I was actually surprised you said Montreal, like for hockey, because they're, yeah, they're long history with the Leafs and whatnot, but like, I just can't really hate them. It's not like the Leafs and Habs has, like, I mean, in recent years, it's gotten a little spicier, but like, it was a good 15 years where it didn't really matter, right? Yeah. But because one team was crap or the other team was crap. Yeah. Or both were crap. <laughs> yeah. So let's just settle. We both have Man City in our list. Just deem that they were the worst team and move on. Yeah, so this was a good rant this podcast. <laughs> Without further ado, grab a drink, kick back, and let's dive into this week's debate. 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 Whether it's after an overtime winning goal, a buzzer beating shot, or a game ceiling touchdown, sports are full of iconic celebrations. Some like the knee slide in soccer or the spike in football are everyday favorites. The most memorable ones, however, are one-offs born from passion in the heat of the moment. Today, we're going to debate the most iconic celebrations in sports, the legendary moments that are often replicated in the streets and on recreational fields across the globe. So Adam and I have both prepared our lists in no particular order. Uh, We have have quite a few here because, as you can imagine, over the years, there are, are a lot of opportunities to create these iconic celebrations and iconic moments. Uh, for me, I've kind of bucketed them, and you'll hear me reference this as I go through. In the moment celebrations, like I said, those ones born of passion, like in the heat of the moment, and ones that, while also in the heat of the moment, were probably planned or practiced beforehand. And so I like the ones that are in the moment a little bit more. And for that reason, I'll start with one that was probably planned. This comes out of the NFL. That's Tyrell Owens' popcorn celebration. <laughs> so... I don't know what year it was, but it was when he was playing for the Dallas Cowboys, caught a touchdown pass, ran to the crowd, grabbed a, a bucket of popcorn out of someone's hand, and then dumped it like in his helmet, like poured it into his face. Yeah. Iconic, because like there's some hilarious photographs where like literally his entire face mask is full of popcorn <laughs> while he's he's pouring it. Uh definitely planned. Uh, but we'll kickstart the kickstart the list with that one, the Tyrell Owens popcorn celebration. So obviously Owens has like a couple iconic ones. Um, I I consider that one as well. Like I was watching some videos yesterday, and and that one came up again. My first thought was like, I wonder if he got a couple pieces in his mouth and like. What, what's the what's the percentage of pieces that he actually ate versus like, pieces just fell through or his like, mask or stuck in his mask like two percent that was a great one that was really fun. i actually when i watched the video like do you think that one was planned because it looked like he was searching for something in the crowd and then someone gave him something and he just kind of like threw it like i was wondering yeah, so was so i don't know if it was planned necessarily to be necessarily to be popcorn but like you said he's kind of like looking for something 
Yeah, yeah. And so, so I feel like I feel like it's probably planned. He's like at one point he's like, I'm gonna go get something from the crowd. Yeah, I think whether it's yeah, a you know, a hot dog or a beer. At the very least, yeah. Um I'll go with uh so I'll go with a um an, also football I'll stick on that and I'll also stick with Owens. Um I love the 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 trade off of the, the Dallas Cowboy star in the middle. Yeah. Um I think the background behind that was that someone had said that like the Dallas Cowboys were God's team or something. And like, there was this whole thing. So he was, he was playing for the 49ers. So he went into the middle of the field and in an interview afterwards, like years later, um, he had said that like he ran to the middle and he stuck his arms up to kind of be like, you know, God's team. This is like where you pray or something like that. I, I don't remember what he was saying. He didn't mean to be disrespectful, but then, um, then one of the Cowboys players did it. And then obviously the most iconic moment is where he he catches the second touchdown, runs, slams the ball into the middle, and then he gets decked by oh, one of the egg or something. Yeah. That, that's it. and it was it's just hilarious because obviously there was controversy around it. There was a big fight and like it was just, I mean the balls to like just go back the second time is like so funny. So well, it's also I really like that. It's one. also funny because <laughs> that's when he played for the Eagles before he played for the Cowboys. No, he was playing for the 49ers there. Oh, it was. Yeah, he was, he was when he was on the 49ers. Still before he was on the Cowboys. Yeah, this is one like it was like grainy footage. It must have been right, the 90s right, right. or whatever. And so he wasn't he wasn't on the Cowboys, and then he he went to play. For the Cowboys. Eventually played for the Cowboys as well. So it was just it was funny. Like you know, who knows how much of that was? Um, he actually wasn't like the first time he went to the star. He wasn't mean to be disrespectful. But then the Cowboys regardless, came back. Yeah, regardless, the Cowboys came back, and then he went back a second time, slammed the ball, and then got tackled right away. So. What can you say? That's just funny. This it's it's a good moment. So that's uh that's one of them for me. This is another one of kind of a dickhead. Uh, this guy was in the penalty box more than he scored in hockey. Okay. But it's an iconic celebration nonetheless, and that's Tiger Williams riding the stick like a horse. Oh yeah, yeah. So Tiger Williams <laughs> is literally the league leader in his in in career penalty minutes, and he scored this goal. I don't even remember when it was. It was in like the seventies or eighties for the Canucks. Uh and like full steam ahead, skated towards the blue line, and it's yeah. like sticks the stick between his legs and rides it like it's like a, a bike or a motorcycle, I guess. So he's he's, was he playing for Vancouver? Yeah. They were in the V jersey, right? Yeah. Oh my god. It's like that one that one I had to put in here just because that one is so often replicated. Yeah. Like when you're, you know, playing road hockey <laughs> or shinny and you score, like that one is so often replicated. Yeah, yeah. I just had to I had to mention that one. Yeah. Um, that, that was definitely a good one. It gives me a good chuckle every time I see it. Um, let me see. Oh man, so many options. Um, oh, I'm going to go with one, well, one of my favorite players, um, as a kid growing up, uh, Ovi's too hot to handle celebration <laughs> is so good because the best part is, is it, it got all the cheap suits like upset, like every, all the analysts and every, it was controversial. Like everyone was like so upset, but I, I don't know about you. I didn't find it to be disrespect. Like it was just. He was hot. He was scoring a lot. Like his stick was on fire. And then the fact that it got everyone riled up, I just find it to be so funny. And Ovi's obviously a character. Um, top top of his game. Like it, it was a great celebration. I just think it was funny because like people didn't really know what he was doing. Yeah, he's kind of like hopping around. Yeah, like yeah, for those of you who don't know, he put his he scored. I think it was his fiftieth goal. Put his stick yeah. down on the ice in the corner, and then like rubbed his hands over the stick as if the stick was on fire and but then was like hopping around like moving his hand along his stick and it's like 
what what's he trying to do <laughs> and so definitely iconic i just don't know i i didn't have it on my list just because oh, no. it was like this one off like it was funny but it was kind of strange and like confusing at the time i don't know i i, I find it just because like it, it still comes up in conversation um and i think because like of the career he ended up having as well i think it it does also like make sense for him in my opinion but i, I love the celebration i thought it was hilarious so. so we'll go from one that was like mildly controversial to one that was extremely controversial <laughs> okay. and that's back to football with the randy moss moon oh you took it <laughs> so this is Vikings versus Packers, huge rivalry in the NFL. Uh, Randy Moss scores a touchdown, goes and stands beside, I don't think it really matters where, but he's beside the base of the field goal posts and like pretended to moon the crowd. Because uh, it was it was at Lambeau, so he was mooning the Packers fans. He was fined $10,000 for this. <laughs> So like a five game suspension, right? I don't I don't think he was suspended. I don't oh, okay. know, maybe, but he definitely got fined. And so obviously really controversial on the air. Troy or Joe Buck was on Joe the call Buck. and he like called it embarrassing and like apologized to the viewers on Moss's behalf. So I, I also had this one on my list and I literally wrote down what Joe Buck said in quotes because I found it so funny. He's like, that is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. And I just like, this is a great one because I just, it's similar where like it got everyone really riled up. I think, is it like on the borderline of someone disrespectful? Yeah, but it's in a rivalry. Now I feel like it's actually mooned the crowd a hundred percent. Yeah. That's the other thing, right? Like he just did the action of pulling down his pants. He didn't actually pull down his pants. I think that would have been like, okay, that's too much. But this one, once again, hilarious maybe a little bit over over the line but iconic iconic absolutely iconic great one um my turn yeah go ahead all right um so many good ones i'm gonna go okay so you you mentioned these slides and i would say like i kind of agree with you we were talking a little bit about it before like these slides were kind of an honorable mention because it it is iconic in soccer um there's certain players who like have done it best and whatnot but I would say this one's iconic because it obviously comes up every single time Madrid and Barca are mentioned. Um, the Jose Mourinho, uh, it, actually, it wasn't against Barca. I think it was against Manchester City in the Champions League or something. But the Jose Mourinho uh, knee slide um, is very funny because obviously Mourinho is a character. Um, he was also fully in a suit. Um, yeah, it's a coach. It's not a player. Coach. And for for those who know Mourinho is like there, there's not there's only I mean there's so much you can say about him but at, there's a, at the end of the day there's also only so much you can say about him like he's just he's an absolute character you never know what he's gonna do and for a coach to knee slide on the grass into the field with the passion that he had on his face you gotta love it so that was iconic for me <laughs> I'll stick with soccer okay and I'll stick with the Lionel Messi shirt yeah so Lionel Messi playing for Barcelona, probably, if not the greatest of all time, one of the greatest soccer players of all time, playing against Real Madrid in Madrid, scores in the 92nd minute to win what's called El Clasico between the two teams. Yep. And he just takes off his shirt and holds it up to the crowd with his name facing the crowd like to show them like who's the boss. The best part about this is his like bitter rival, probably not anymore, but at the time, like Ronaldo and Messi were yeah. like bitter rivals playing for these two teams, head to head matchups, you know, three, four times a year. Ronaldo tried to replicate it like a couple years, if not, if not a couple months, like the next year or something like that in the Spanish Super Cup. 
he his ego was so bruised by messing have Messi having done it earlier that he goes up and he replicates it, but it just shows that mess that Messi won and the damage was done. Uh-huh. Like Messi's in his head. Yeah, living rent free. Yeah, like a, a year later, you're still thinking about that. Yeah, and he's like, oh look, I do the same celebration. Yeah, he's like nah, bro. And, and meanwhile, already- like he already had his Sue su- celebration or whatever yeah. going at that time, which was. I agree. I agree. I mean, I mean, the Messi on its own is iconic, but then Ronaldo did add to it. I think so. So Messi did it. That shirt actually sold an auction for like five hundred thousand dollars. That's how iconic that shirt and the subsequent photos are. And then for us, close to home, TFC, Victor Vasquez did the same celebration because he played with Messi yeah. Yeah. Uh, in his youth when TFC won the championship. He scored same thing like a ninety-second minute goal, yeah. a late goal to seal the MLS cup for Toronto FC. And he did the same celebration. And like, some people were like, Oh, it's a knockoff. Cause like, he's nowhere near the level of Messi. He's like, yeah, that's the point. He's friends with Messi. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of like an honor to him. Cause it was right after like Messi did it in, in April. And this was, this was in December. So, yeah. I mean, I also, I also think for me, like I liked it when Vasquez did it because first of all, like it was one of the greatest MLS teams right in history um obviously we're not comparing la liga and, and barca to tfc but it's just a matter of like not taking yourself too seriously either like i i don't think i hope no one thinks that vasquez was saying he's as good as Messi. like you know if someone thinks that then they're just out to lunch so i agree that's a, that's an iconic celebration and um one that ki- like you know kids would do as well like they go to the turf field and just like put their jersey up even though Nobody watches their house league jersey or whatever. And nobody's watching. Yeah, no one cares. Um look. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's great though. Um all right. Okay, I'm gonna go a little left field here. So uh I'm gonna go with Tanya Harding's triple axle uh celebration. Um uh in ice skating. I am not an ice skating fan. Um, but how else do I put it other than like I've only ever seen one replay of ice skating like several times and it's Tanya Harding's triple axel, right? In 1991 Olympics. Um, and then the jubilation that she has after she lands it, obviously like we've all seen the movie slash the documentaries. There's a lot of controversy behind her. There's a Nancy Kerrigan thing, but uh, I found that to be a very like, um, I think it's pretty emotional. Even if you don't like know her or know anything about ice skating i've seen it like i said over over again many times uh obviously what she did is very impressive and uh it was just a very much like me against the world type of like you could see the excitement that she has so i thought uh i want to bring a, a a different sport into the mix as well so i thought that was pretty iconic yeah i don't know that i was expecting a figure skating celebration <laughs> in this list um it's the only one that would make sense <laughs> fair i will i'll keep it on the ice we'll go to hockey okay and my last of this probably planned bucket is timu solani's glove toss and shoot uh so solani played for the jets at this point it broke the rookie goals record and this is in the 92-93 season and he kind of wheels around after he scores takes off a glove, throws it in the air, and then pretends to, like, shoot it like he's, like, shooting ducks. Um, which is ironic because he went to play for the Mighty Ducks later, but really iconic celebration, like, yeah. overly saturated how much you see this yeah. on the shinny pond. Yeah. Or, you know, on the shinny rink, playing pond hockey in the streets. Everybody replicates this goal celebration, even more than the riding the stick one, I think. Yeah. It's just so iconic. Um, yeah. And, you know, it celebrates a record that might never be broken 76 rookie goals yeah maybe that's a future podcast but uh nonetheless super iconic celebration from timu yeah um i'm gonna go to a sport that uh 
I don't watch at all. But is this field hockey? Going from figure skating to field hockey? No, no, I'm going to go <laughs> baseball. Um, okay. The Bautista bat flip. Once again, got the cheap suits talking like, oh, disrespectful and reprehensible behavior and this and that. I, I thought it was great. Pretty badass. You know, I'm not a big baseball fan, so I don't know if I've seen a lot of badass things in baseball, but that was pretty badass. Um, obviously, in a massive game, crowd goes wild. There's like different angles of it. My favorite angle is the one where he hits it, flips the bat, and then like the camera moves to the crowd when he runs away. And then there's like another player, like like a, a right. Yeah, I think he's like yelling. Uh, so he was on third base and he's like yeah. coming down the base. Yeah, and I guess I guess he ran in to score, point, yeah. score it, right? Um, nothing more needs to be said about that one. And that's just sick. Yeah, also had this on my list. Uh, it was just supercharged emotion yeah. at the time because of this contentious seventh inning where there were some controversial calls when the, while the Rangers were batting that allowed them to get some runs. And then he hits this three-run home run. Yeah. And yeah, again, another one, like you said, that that you know gets some analysts jacked up and offended yeah the pitcher came out and said it was extremely disrespectful but this is the same pitcher that earlier in this series took one of the rally towels that fell into the bullpen and wiped his pretended to wipe his ass with it oh really uh and then maybe he just shouldn't have given up the home run yeah if he didn't want to be disrespected be better i honestly i think a lot of times when people complain about these things like now that you're mentioned i didn't even know this detail but i think they're just salty yeah, oh, of course. He just, he just threw like, away his team's chance to move on in the playoffs. Like they're just salty. Like take the take the L. Like you you lost. It was a good hit. It was a great celebration. Don't cry about it. <laughs> what I will say about this bat flip is, you saw bat flips like sporadically in baseball, like before this happened. Once in a blue moon. Okay. Now they're overdone. Oh, are people they- are kind of trying to one up the the Bautista bat flip because it was like the OG big yeah. moment bat flip. Yeah. So guys throw it like 60 feet. They like hit a home run and they like launch it into the crowd. Like oh, really? relax. <laughs> you I'm don't injure children here. <laughs> yeah. It's anyway. So, so I will say it's, I love the celebration, but I don't love the fact that it's released this, like open the floodgates of like other people trying to like one up the bat flip oh, and like have a cooler bat flip. I, it's, like, I had no idea that happened. We talked about this, or I've talked about this yeah. probably planned versus in the moment. This was definitely in the moment, like just yeah, super, yeah. super emotional. Like I said, hypercharged environment. Other people, like when you have this thing where like you turn around, you spin around, you throw it in the air, like that is a hundred percent planned yeah. uh, and less respect for me. I'll keep it with baseball. Uh, Kirk Gibson in the 88 world series. I know you said you're not a big face or Facebook. I don't know why I said Facebook baseball guy, but in the 88 world series game one, Kirk Gibson was injured. He kind of had a limp. And he hits a walk-off home run. It's not to win the World Series, but it's to win the first game of that World Series. Sure. And he's kind of going from, like, first base to second base. And as he's rounding the base, just, like, these, like, series of fist pumps as he's running. Uh, you can't see me while you're listening to this podcast. Replicate it. But uh, it's super iconic. Like, it's, again, this, like, moment of... This is this is another one for me that's in the moment, which has started this bucket for me and uh just him like fist pumping as he's going along just like super super excited obviously that he was able to hit a home run pinch hit if i'm not mistaken he wasn't playing the rest of the game and quasi injured um kind of limping as he goes was so. he doing the fist bump because he was kind of limping like, no like, like he was just like oh okay, may- okay. maybe i don't oh, know there's like, like this super thing excited okay that one that's the first one we've discussed that i actually can't picture it like i don't know which one that is i'll have to show it to you but, after yeah i'm sure it's iconic just all right i've never seen it um all right, I'm going to go uh, back to soccer. Um, so 
Watford versus Leicester City playoff winner, um, twenty thirteen. You know which one I'm talking about. Okay, thank you. Um, so this one actually, like, when I was writing it down, I wrote down all the like important points that happened. So of course, there's the drama of it being like a playoff uh, in the Championship to get the Premier League. Um, Knockert from Leicester City dives in the box. Uh, terrible call, unfortunately, by the referee. Um, takes the penalty. Double save by the keeper. Um, then obviously goes the other way and instantly in injury time, you know, it gets crossed in hog, uh, heads it over to Dini and Dini just absolutely blasted into the net. If you've watched the video, the, the announcer call is brilliant, which I think adds to the celebration. Um, but this celebration is like the player himself, Dini rips his shirt off, runs into the crowd, like just gets mobbed by fans. Gianfranco Zola is running on the sidelines also a coach in his suit slips and falls and there's like everyone's running around all the fans go onto the field um and it's like i th- i think it's one of those it, it it might be one of my favorite it might be one of my favorite celebrations of all time um and it really does encompass everything like the player the fans the coach the announcers seem to be celebrating because i i think whether or not you're a fan i just how how perfect can that story get right and then the celebration it just like caps it off so well um especially especially the icing on the cake was that you know the player dived in the box got a penalty and he missed and then the other team wins it it's just um uh unreal moment i think and the, and a great celebration and and the the passion on dini's face is like unmatched like you, you can't even imagine what must be going through his head in that moment so that was great it's funny because like for Leicester, it all worked out because they the next year got into the Premier League yeah. and then won it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's also wholesome. Everyone yeah. wins in the end. <laughs> so I have two. I'm gonna I'm gonna bucket together here basketball mm-hmm. moments. Uh, I think this might be the first basketball moment we've we've mentioned. This is. Uh, and these ones are kind of disrespectful celebrations that I love. Okay. And so the first one I'll mention is the Jordan shrug in the 92 finals. Okay, yeah. This is when he's, like, absolutely destroying... I don't even remember who the other team was. I don't think it really matters. Um, And he just, like, the camera zooms in on him after he hits a big shot, and he just kind of turns and, like, shrugs as he's running back to defense. Uh, yeah, this, is, this is similar to the Curry one now, where, like, the sleep celebration that everybody's replicating. Yeah. Or he turns away and doesn't look at his three go in. Yeah, so I don't have the I don't have the Curry sleep celebration necessarily on my list, but I'll mention it just because it's just happened. Like that was literally this year. Yeah. Uh, but the Jordan shrugs iconic, and then the other one is the Allen Iverson step over Ty Lue. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. in the 0-1 finals, Allen Iverson's going off, and I think it's game one. Uh, crosses over step blue so like a crossover like he dribbles by him and the guy slips and falls and then iverson hits the shot and instead of going around him to come back on defense he steps over top of him yeah yeah that's great not necessarily a celebration in this in the sense that you know he's like fist pumping or yeah, cheering yeah. because he won the game it's just this like disrespectful like i just owned you step step over his uh his body yeah yeah i um I think those are great ones. I, I actually didn't have anything in basketball because I, I don't know why I could like, I know the, both of those, but I just couldn't think of them. Um, uh, yeah, th- those are great ones. And honestly, like I, I'm never really opposed to like, if, if something is really disrespectful, that's one thing, but if it's just a great player making a great play and then just like kind of showing off about it a little bit, I don't know, like what's not to love about that, but uh, clearly some people don't like it. Um, I'm going to go with something that was also somewhat subdued. Um, actually I'll lump two in soccer 
together they're somewhat similar but obviously different there's Balotelli's why always me um that's a classic that is like on every like every youtube video that has to do about soccer celebrations that is the screenshot for it or like the the cap for it um definitely falls under that probably planned yeah yeah, 100% planned yeah he's wearing the shirt um also funny just because like once again the all the like the drama and the story behind it Balotelli is just such a character uh he also did a bit of a shrug when he did that so that that's really funny and then is it is the second one his flex celebration no it's not him it's the, the one he did the same thing like took off his shirt yeah yeah, yeah. No, that, that was uh, a he, he absolutely blasted in, uh against germany in, in the, the euros, euros for italy that no that, actually that one's a really good one um i didn't have that on my list but i'm thinking of the cantona um when cantona just runs through the team chips the goalie from like well outside the box and turns around and it's similar to the Jordan shrug. Like, yeah, I just did that. What are you going to do about it? So I actually had, I was going to mention the Cantona one next. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so it's called this to elaborate a little bit. It's called the King celebration. Oh, okay. So yeah, this unbelievable chip. Uh, and he kind of just like slowly turns and just like observes the crowd. Just like, yeah, I fucking did that. <laughs> and then like raises his arms as like his team comes in. And a fun fact, uh, when I was looking this one up, so I was like, I'm absolutely including that towards the top of my list. I have I have a couple more above this, but it's up there for me for sure. Being a United fan at, you know, it's three when this happens. I don't remember it, obviously. Yeah. But fun fact is the opposing keeper, the keeper that he chipped. Yeah. Was a former teammate. Oh, was he? That he went to shake hands with in the box or in the in the pregame and the keeper ignored him. Oh, okay. and so he's come out afterward and he's like, I took that personally. And okay. so when I chipped him, I was like. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny? He chipped it and they didn't even face him. He turned away. He from turned him, away. Right? He just like observed yeah. the crowd. Like That, that was that was uh, similar to the, the Bautista bat flip. I, I think that was pretty And badass. if I'm not mistaken, I couldn't find this in research, so I might be wrong. Cantona was suspended a couple months for going into the crowd and kicking somebody in the chest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I believe this was his first game back. Was it? I, th- I think it might have been. I remember hearing that like a couple years ago. I couldn't find it. Uh while trying to prep for this pod but if that's true it's just like his whole other whole other level like what can you yeah i mean obviously he was he was a bit of a dick like he was right he's like he was like zlatan violent sometimes he was like zlatan before zlatan right yeah yeah so like super cocky super skilled a little bit of a mean streak yeah yeah so for me i've i've one more in uh that was that was the soccer one i have one more in basketball baseball and hockey okay that I want to mention. So this one is Michael Jordan's The Shot. So before Kawhi had his shot, yeah, yeah, I didn't count the Kawhi celebration just because, like, for me, that was, like, a team thing and more of an iconic moment. Uh-huh. The Jordan shot is an iconic celebration. He nails this buzzer beater in the playoffs in 89 to beat Cleveland. And there's an iconic angle, I guess, uh, from the other baseline looking down the court. Where you see him like double clutch and the player trying to block like runs by and he sinks the shot, lands, and then jumps again and just like this super emphatic fist pump lands and just like fist pumps like three more times as his team like comes in and celebrates. Uh, I think it's one of the, it might be up there, I think, for one of the most iconic photos in sports as well. Mm -hmm. Another potential podcast Mm -hmm. topic later on. Um, of just the one in in midair um, as he's shooting, and then subsequently when he when he's fist pumping. I'm gonna go with uh, okay. So this one's pretty wholesome, definitely planned. South Africa scoring the first goal in the 2010 World Cup. Peter Drury's uh, commentary is part of it, like you know, shabala, 
Gulf of all of Africa and whatever. Um, so so that was it. Was also a wicked goal, right? Shoots it across the box into the top corner. Um, but then yeah, they do their planned uh, dance. Um, it was a really beautiful moment. I think like obviously South Africa like um, huge underdog. Yeah, huge underdog. Right. Actually, did they even make it out of the group stage though? Nah, they didn't unfortunately. But they gave us a really good moment to kick off that first tournament. first African World Cup. Yeah. So first World Cup hosted on African yeah, soil. Yeah. The first goal of that tournament yeah. scored, like you said, by, I think it's Sipwe Shabalala. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and yeah, this like team dance that they do. Yeah. Um, I can picture it. It's, it's, a, it's a goosebumps moment for sure. Yeah. So. Goosebump moment. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger one in your life. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays win the 1993 World Series thanks to Joe Carter's walk-off home run. Okay. Uh, this one hits close to home, so maybe it's not iconic for everybody, but, you know, down one run uh, with two on base, Joe Carter hits at home, if I'm not mistaken, the only walk-off home run to win the World Series in a Game 7. So, like, if he gets out, it's over. And he hits a home run, and he's, like, jumping down first base, like, really high. He, like, has to stop to touch the base mm-hmm. and then he starts jumping again because like he has to make sure he's touching all the bases okay, okay. his helmet comes off he's jumping down third base the teammates swarm him like they always do when when you hit a walk-off home run and then he's like carried on his shoulders and he's got this like picture of him just like fist in the oh, air that's awesome um yeah it's obviously for the jays huge it was yeah back-to-back world series for them uh but super iconic uh, just because of the of the uh, the heat of the moment and yeah. and winning the World Series with a yeah. walk off home run. Yeah, I think I think anything that is like a a championship winner. I mean, I always hope it's a good celebration because like you usually think it's gonna be because it's it's heat of the moment. You never know what someone's gonna do. The excitement, like that's the funnest part to see. But um, usually that's that's where these breed from. Like a lot of times, um, I'm gonna go with uh, Adebayor knee slide in front of the Arsenal fans. Um, Obviously, I, I don't know. Clearly, I like the funny ones. I, I really like disrespectful slash funny ones. Once again, this one I don't think is disrespectful. A little bit of backstory. Adebayor was traded away from uh, or sold from Arsenal to Manchester City. Um, there had been some issues apparently with Arsenal fans like being racist towards him and his family. Um, there was uh, like the Arsenal management apparently was disrespectful towards him. I don't know how much he played into it, if he did at all, because I don't know all the details behind it. Um, but then, of course, they're playing at the Etihad. Uh, he scores the game winner for Manchester City against Arsenal on the other side of the field where the Arsenal fans are. And he sprints all the way across the field to knee slide in front of the angry Arsenal fans who start chucking things at him. Um, and <laughs> it's just hilarious. Like, <laughs> And this isn't like... It's a knee slide as well. When you, when you say this, it's not like he ran from like one corner... By the goal he scored. To oh no, no, not the like other cross. Yeah. He ran the entire length of yeah, the field. The length of the field, yeah. and and at full pace he yeah. jumps into his knee slide, hits it. Is yelling at the fans, and um, it's a it's a it's a good middle finger moment. So I love that one. That that was definitely a classic. Okay, my last one right. uh, isn't so much of a celebration as it is like. A, a snapshot and again this this would be up there for photographs it's the bobby Orr flying through the air okay yeah, yeah. in the 1970 stanley cup he wins yeah. uh in overtime scores the game winning goal uh he's, he's tripped basically as the puck hits yeah. the net 
Tripped by the goalie, right? Uh, defenseman. Tripped oh, by the okay. defenseman, and he gets, like, sent flying through the air, and he just, like, fists out. Not a care in the world that he's about to land on ice. Yeah. Just, like, soaring through the air like Superman. Yeah. Uh, iconic photo, iconic celebration, uh, and that's that tops it for me, I think. Yeah. Great, uh, definitely a great moment. I think, um, I had that one on my list, too. I actually was similar. Like, I, I, I thought about it. I was like, is it a snapshot or is it a celebration? But I think he's celebrating. He knows it's going in. Obviously a great one. It gets played a million times. Um, all right. I think I'm going to end off with... I'm going to end off with uh, one that's actually actually similar to, to the Watford situation. Um, as much as we hate him, we hate Manchester City, but Aguero winning the title... In... I'm going to stop recording right now. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. L- listen, it's iconic. The moment is iconic. Um, I know it's it, it's the goal that... That rips away the title from you guys. Um, actually, I'll, I'll add a quick little one in to, to make you happy at the end of this. Um, but, you know, Aguero, all right. This is to win it on goal differential against the, uh, or against like the, obviously the legendary neighbors of United. Aguero rips off his shirt. The crowd is going crazy. He's running all across the field. And it's just like, it's also an un- unbelievable, like it's called the final day for a reason. It's an unbelievable moment and it's a great celebration. Um, I, I hate Aguero. I don't even like him, but it's just one of those moments that you like, you you just, it, it, you can't write it any better. Right. So the problem, so... the problem for me for that game is <laughs> set the table. I'm watching the United game because if they win, <laughs> they basically win the title, especially when we found out the Man City is losing. Yes. Against QPR of all things. Yeah, and so Man City, or Man, sorry, Man U win against Sunderland and are celebrating because they know Man City's losing. And then the broadcast flips, because this is before DAZN where you just choose what game you want to watch. The broadcast flips to the Man City game and they're losing, they're losing one nothing. They score in like the 91st minute. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, okay, it's fine. Everything's fine. We're we're still winning the title. Everything is fine. yeah. And then you hear the commentator say something like another result came in. Yeah. QPR was in 16th place, which means if any of the teams below them had won and QPR had lost, they would be out and they would be relegated and down into the championship. Yeah. A last minute goal or something happened and, and the team that could have passed them drew or or lost. Yeah. So QPR were assured. They didn't care. No matter what happened, they were staying in the Premier League and then they just decided to stop playing the game. Yeah. Aguero scores off the corner and Man City wins on goal differentials. Unbelievable. (laughs) It was. But okay, here, I'll make you happy. First of all, this is a sick goal. Rudy bicycle kick against Manchester City. 2010, I believe it was. I might be wrong. And then he just, obviously he's on the top of the world. The the bicycle kick was also off a deflected cross, which is unbelievable. Goes top corner against the noisy neighbors. And he just runs to the corner, puts his arms out like he's Jesus Christ. He even gets picked up by his like teammate and he keeps in that pose. Like obviously listeners can't hear, but like he's he's getting like lifted up. And um that one, yeah, that that one was just wicked. I mean, I was watching the game when it happened, and um there was just there was a, a certain like there's a certain swagger to Rooney when he did that. I mean, he always had swagger, but that was wicked. So, um. all right, we're gonna dive into some quick. These are gonna be like one-offs. I'm not even gonna really explain them. Sure, uh, sure. Honorable mentions for me. These are ones I didn't include because they're not necessarily one-offs, 
but they're either signature celebrations by one player or ones that you just see like in these slide in soccer. So I'll start with soccer. I'm going to go sport by sport. I've got two for each, except baseball, because like you said, other than a bat flip, I can't really think of any celebrations in baseball. Uh, The Peter Crouch robot. Oh, okay, yeah. He would always, not always, but a lot of the time, robot after he scored, which is hilarious because he's six foot nine. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, The I Can't Hear You. Yeah. Which the person who I did this, you mentioned earlier, the most iconically was Jose Mourinho. Yeah. While while coaching for United, I think it was against Juventus. And just like, I can't, or PSG, like, I can't hear you because people were ripping at him all game. Uh, hockey, the board crash, I love just yeah. when you skate, for the, yeah. like you jump into the boards, yeah. the Yager salute as well. You see this across like, sports, there's not just in hockey, but like takes off his glove and salutes. Uh, in the NFL, there's, we've spoken a little bit about spiking the ball. Yep. The Gronk spike with like all the freaking passion and like effort that he puts into spiking and he does it every time. He's so big. Uh, the Lambo leap, yep. famous at yep. Lambo field, just yep. jumping into like, you gotta you gotta get up there too. Like it's a pretty yeah, high fence. Yeah, it is. Uh, and then in the NBA, you've got jumping on the scorers table, which Dwayne Wade has done, and Kobe Bryant has done, and and uh, Suggs did in the NCAA a couple years ago. Yeah. But like when you win and you hit a buzzer beater shot, just like jumping on the scorers yeah. table, and yeah. And then the last one is is the most iconic in the NBA, and that's the Dikembe Mutombo finger wag when he blocks people. Oh, okay. So this okay. is from like the '90s. Oh, okay. And people replicate it now, but obviously yeah. Mutombo he did it. Yeah, iconic. Yeah, I trademarked it. Um, I don't have too many. You mentioned a couple I had. Um, these two are pretty iconic slash done a lot in soccer. Uh, the kissing the the badge or like biting the badge. I love when they do that. Yeah, it's, it's a great one. I um, love when they do that. I hate when they do the point to their name on the back. Yeah, I don't like the point to the name. I Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, the uh, or, or even just like pointing up. Like this it happens in soccer a lot as well. Or sorry, hockey a lot as well. Just pointing up to something in the crowd or someone in the crowd or like someone has like family in the crowd. I always like that one too. Um, the heart in soccer is pretty like it's done a lot. Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily love it, but I know it's done a lot. A lot of people love it. Um, and then this one I added to my honorable mentions because it is a celebration, but I don't know if I would call it iconic because I think some people know it. I, I, do, do you know the bowling one? um peter weber who do oh, you yeah. think you are i am <laughs> like this is also one of the funniest ones because this uh, apparently legendary bowler because he it was his fifth u.s open bowling whatever they're called um that he won but he like dr- throughout the whole intense game um or like it, it was like an intense game with like the other guy like he was also like he was beefing some kid in the crowd and this is like a 55 year old man <laughs> He he hits this unreal shot, like unreal strike to to win the championship, and he just starts like yelling, just God damn it! I know I could do it, or like I did it, and like who do you think you are? I am, and it's just it's so funny to watch this just this this old gray haired man like lose it, lose it over yeah. bowling. <laughs> so I would say it's iconic, um, and I hope enough people have seen it. And if you haven't, go watch it. <laughs> I think that's that's a good spot to end it uh, <laughs> on bowling. Um, probably the first time bowling's been mentioned on this podcast. And figure skating. We'll be back after this with our sidebar. All right, we're back. And our sidebar this week is our favorite fair food. The reason we are doing this is because Adam and I, uh, with our girlfriends, went to TFC while, for those of you in, in Toronto, the CNE or the Canadian National Exhibition was on, 
And so I thought it was an appropriate time to discuss our favorite fair food. Uh, I have two. I'm going to start with one that we had uh, that you purchased that begrudgingly shared with us. Uh, and that's that's the Blooming Onion. Uh, I don't I, I to this day, I don't know how they do it, but they like slice an onion open and then just like pop it in a deep fryer and it comes out and it's got all like these tiny little onion rings on it. And it tastes really good because it's deep fried fat onion. It's really good. Um, I yeah, I did have it. Uh, when we were at the CNE, I uh was not happy when they were stealing some pieces of it. But I'm gonna be honest, I was a bit of a dick because I like I finished it all, like pretty much all, other than the little pieces that came off. But um, I was like sick by the end of it. Like I didn't feel very good. Like I think it's actually a delicious thing in moderation. Like that's I why I ordered it. So that's why I had it under like shareable category. Yeah. yeah. Because there's no way I would order one and eat it myself. Dude, I was, you know what? And I think I was doing it out of spite. By the end, I was finishing it. I was like, no, I bought this. This is mine. No one else should touch it. I, I was like, last couple of bites, I wasn't even like having fun anymore. But it, it is, <laughs> yes, it is in moderation. It's a delicious um uh, option. Um, I'm gonna go with like obviously I have a couple options, but love a classic, a good corn dog. Like can't go wrong with a corn dog. It's just an enlarged pogo. Um, usually just a little more crunchy. Um, put some ketchup on mustard on there, and uh, what else do I have to say? I was gonna say corn dog, but I had one when we were there, and the batter was soft, and I didn't like it, so I took uh, it off my list. Okay, I've usually had good corn dogs. Uh, situation. There's also like the food building at CNE where you can go and get some like crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, like pierogi poutine that you had when you were there. So like, I can't really put anything from the food building because it changes from year to year. Like maybe a good pulled pork sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so for that reason, the last one I'm going to mention is something that we couldn't get because the line was too long and that's Tiny Tom Donuts. Uh, okay. They're kind of like Timbits, but they're actually like donuts, like the shape. You get your different flavor or one flavor per bag, uh, per dozen. Uh, but you just muck a lot of those. Yeah. You'd probably feel sick after eating two dozen of them, yeah. but I could probably realistically eat two dozen Tiny Tom Donuts. Yeah. Another thing that you can eat a lot of is ca- kettle corn. Um, yeah, it's good. I love one. kettle corn. Uh, it's just, I love popcorn. And then when it's like kettle flavored or sweeter, kettle done, I don't know what the terms are. It, it's amazing. Um, I'm going to throw one in that is not from the CNE, but um, I've had it at the Caledonia Fair, which is um, just a city outside of Hamilton. Um, they do these things called ponzerolis, which are essentially pizza pockets, but they're just, but they're in balls. Like they're, they're, they're like baseball shaped almost. I think like, the CNE has something similar. Maybe like, I, I don't think it's just at the Caledonia fair, but I, I haven't seen at any other fair. Like, and I've been to a couple, right. Um, but I've always seen it at that fair. Um, just an unreal pizza dough ball. You bite into it. It's gooey goodness. Can't go wrong. And lastly, this is something that I absolutely like lost my mind over when we were at the CNE is a really good milkshake. <laughs> I love milkshakes. Um, and the one I had at the CNE was uh, sea salt caramel. Caramel, you right? Called it the greatest milkshake you've ever yeah, had. I, as I was drinking it, I looked at Kyle and I said, Kyle, I'm not trying to be dramatic. And then I took two sips, took a long pause, and I'm like, and then Kyle finished my sentence. He's like, that's the best milkshake you've ever had. I'm like, that's the best milkshake I've ever had. It was thick. Like, especially if it's thick and creamy and well done. And like, oh, just, I love a good milkshake. It's dairy. It's not good for my stomach, but it's all right. 
And that about does it for this episode of the Sports Bar Debates podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you've come this far and like what you've heard, please spread the words to friend and family and follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if you disagree with our thoughts from this episode, you think there's a more iconic celebration than fucking Aguero, feel free to join the debate on Twitter at Bar Debates. And we'll see you in two Tuesdays. Cheers. Cheers.